In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord is near to those who call on him. O come, let us worship him. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. Let us pray. Most merciful God, as the people of Jerusalem with palms in their hands gathered to greet your dearly beloved Son when he came into his holy city, guide us to proclaim him as our King, and when he comes again, lead us out to meet him with trusting and committed hearts, following him in the way that leads to eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for this Palm Sunday is from the Old Testament book of Zechariah, chapter 9. Rejoice with all your heart, people of Zion. Shout in triumph, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious. He is humble and rides on a donkey, on a colt, a young pack animal. He will make sure there are no chariots in Ephraim or war horses in Jerusalem. There will be no battle bows. He will announce peace to the nations. He will rule from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. I will set your captives free from the waterless pit because of the blood that sealed my promise to you. Return to your fortress, you captives who have hope. Today I tell you that I will return to, your, to double your blessings. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading for this Palm Sunday is from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2. Have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Although he was in the form of God and equal with God, he did not take advantage of this equality. Instead, he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, 
by becoming like other humans, by having a human appearance. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. This is why God has given him an exceptional honor, the name honored above all other names, so that at the name of Jesus, everyone in heaven, on earth, and in the world below will kneel and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And the Holy Gospel for today is from John chapter 12. On the next day, the large crowd that had come to the Passover festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and went to meet him. They were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus obtained a donkey and sat on it. As scripture says, don't be afraid, people of Zion. Your king is coming. He is riding on a donkey's colt. At first, Jesus' disciples didn't know what these prophecies meant. However, when Jesus was glorified, the disciples remembered these prophecies that had been written about him. The disciples remembered that they had taken part in fulfilling the prophecies. The people who had been with Jesus when he called Lazarus from the tomb and brought him back to life reported what they had seen. Because the crowd heard that Jesus had performed this miracle, they came to meet him. The Pharisees said to each other, This is getting us nowhere. Look, the whole world is following him. This is the Palm Sunday Gospel. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, dear friends, the message for this morning on this Palm Sunday is based on the gospel which you heard before from John chapter 12. On the next day, the large crowd that had come to the Passover festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, so they took palm branches and went to meet him. They were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, our Palm Sunday King, dear friends. What is Palm Sunday all about? Palm Sunday is about the tension between royalty and humility. It's about the tension between the joyful voices of Hosanna that by week's end turned into shouts of, Crucify! Palm Sunday is God riding on a donkey to be lynched by his creatures. Palm Sunday is the most powerful man in the universe coming of his own free will to die. Palm Sunday is the beautiful Savior, King of creation, coming to get ugly and gory for humanity. Palm Sunday is the preliminary to the main event, to the main event of the greatest event of all of history. I'm not talking about the Rose Bowl or the Super Bowl or Game 7 of the World Series or Daytona 500 or the NCAA Basketball Championship game. The greatest event of all of history is the death of God for his creatures 
and his return to life. Palm Sunday is the preliminary for that event. Palm Sunday is the coming of the Son of God to finish what he was sent to do by his Father. Now, during this Lenten season, and again during Holy Week, we remember the spitting and the hitting and the crucifixion. But there is actually one other aspect of the suffering that Jesus came to do riding in on Palm, Palm Sunday. Mark chapter 8. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man would have to suffer a lot. He taught them that he would be rejected by the leaders. And Isaiah tells us in chapter 53, he was despised and rejected by people. As we talk about Jesus' rejection, you know what rejection is. Rejection is when somebody says, I don't want you. I don't like you. I don't love you. Or the extreme rejection, I hate you. Wherever Jesus went, he was always interested in creating relationships. Zacchaeus, come down. Simon and Andrew, come, follow me. Ephetah, be opened. Little girl, get up. Jesus came to be your brother and savior, and he wants a personal relationship with you. He came, he came to establish relationships, but Palm Sunday is the beginning of the deterioration of relationships. From that day on, the Jewish council planned to kill Jesus. Then the chief priests and the leaders of the people gathered in the palace of the chief priest Caiaphas. They made plans to arrest Jesus in an underhanded way and to kill him. But they said, we shouldn't arrest him during the festival or else there may be a riot among the people. Then one of the twelve apostles, the one named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests. He asked, what will you pay me if I hand him over to you? Then all of the disciples abandoned him and ran away. Then Peter began to curse and swear with an oath, I don't know this man that you're talking about. And even St. John in his gospel tells us he went to his own people and his own people didn't accept him. Why was there such rejection? Well, for many, Jesus wasn't the kind of king that people wanted. Oh, he was a wonderful bread king when he provided miraculous food. But they didn't want the bread of life. The leaders of the church thought, thought that Jesus was stealing their popularity and their authority. Some of the disciples were afraid of the punishment that they might suffer along with him. Some of the people of Jerusalem were afraid that if there was an uprising caused in the city, why those occupying Roman soldiers might take away the, the few freedoms that they enjoyed, and so they rejected him. But Scripture gives us the ultimate reason for rejection. They reject, rejected and hated him for no reason. 
Have you ever been rejected? You know what it feels like? I remember when I used to play baseball in the alley with my buddies. And there were two of the guys who were really good baseball players, and they were always the captains, and they got to choose the kids on their team. I always got, got chosen somewhere around in the middle. I remember when I was in high school in Phi Ed classes, uh, basketball, to play basketball or baseball, uh, a captain was chosen for both teams, and usually it was somebody who was, had great prowess in that uh, in that uh, baseball or basketball. It always felt kind of bad if you were the last one chosen because you were sort of a reject. But I remember we had a great athletic director in college and uh, he would have us play baseball or basketball and choose up sides, but he would always choose a captain to be somebody he knew wasn't very good at that sport. And so they would choose the people to be on their teams. And boy, if you got picked very last, just think of it, how humiliating it was because you were rejected by a reject. You ever been rejected? Somebody else got that promotion? You were fired for a reason that was not your fault? You stood up in public school class trying to defend the Bible and you were laughed at? God should have rejected you. How you so easily reject others. Your failure to forgive. Your willingness to hold grudges. Your distaste for the members of the opposite political party, considering them as rejects. And then there's all the personal incivility. For you, Jesus rode to be rejected. And his biggest rejection was not by Pilate or Herod or the people. His biggest rejection was by his own father. Covered with the sins of the world, the Son of Man looked like a cesspool, and the smell rose as a stench in the nostrils of his father. He looked at his son as the biggest reject who ever lived. And he did it all so that you would not have to be rejected. Instead, every day, you are always God's first choice, the apple of his eye. So, what is Palm Sunday all about? Well, it's sort of like D-Day, an invasion for the destruction of Satan's kingdom. It's Jesus coming to liberate sinners. It's the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of completions. It's the beginning of fulfillment. He's coming to finally say, it is finished. That's what Palm Sunday was for Jesus. What is Palm Sunday for you in 2020? Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Each day starts out all over once again, you forgiven. Today is another day of guaranteed protection and salvation and eternal life because your king came riding on a donkey, on a colt, 
the foal of a donkey. And he didn't have to. But he just had to. Consumed and compelled by love to rescue you. And so to him we say, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Save us now, O Lord. And he can, and he will, and he has. And God be praised for that. Amen. Let us pray. With hosannas we come before you, O Lord of hosts. We praise you for sending us your Son as the King who came in your name to establish peace between heaven and earth. We are thankful that he did not consider himself too far above us to become truly human. We cannot adequately express our appreciation for his death on the cross. O Lord Jesus Christ, this day we confess that we have not always been faithful to our calling as your chosen people. The deeds of our lives have often not matched the confession of our lips. We have neglected prayer, your word, and your sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper. We know, O oh Lord, that you are merciful. We dare to come before you begging for forgiveness. May the forgiveness that we receive through your word and sacraments enable us to live lives of dedicated discipleship. Send us your Holy Spirit to keep us on the path that leads to you. Grant us grace to live to your honor and glory so that our lives will reflect our eternal gratitude. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. And we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.